Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 3055, Finding the Feeling of Contentment with a Simple Life, part one, by Jessalyn Jones with hellobrownlow.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Friday, welcome to one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free with permission from the authors, and it's an award-winning podcast thanks to you. Today I have a bit of a longer post, so I'll read the first half today and then finish the rest for you tomorrow. So with that, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Finding the Feeling of Contentment with a Simple Life, Part 1 by Jesslyn Jones with hellobrownlow.com. My husband and I lived in a small studio apartment for the first 10 years of our marriage. Most of the time, I was happy with our little place. It didn't cost a lot of money and it was easy to clean. But then in one year, several of our friends bought houses and I started feeling dissatisfied and jealous. It felt like hanger and nobody likes that feeling. Did we move that year? No, but I did learn how to cultivate a feeling of contentment with the simple life. What is a feeling of contentment? Contentment isn't talked about much in our culture. We talk about bigger and better. Our minds are consumed with the idea of keeping up with the Joneses and we tie our self-worth to our bank accounts. But you aren't here because you wanna stay on that road. You're here because you want a simple life. And to lead a simple life, you're going to need to cultivate a feeling of contentment. The dictionary defines contentment as a state of satisfaction and happiness. It's said that the difference between happiness and contentment is that happiness is a temporary state tied to circumstance, but contentment is a permanent mindset. It's a feeling of deeper satisfaction and gratitude. Contentment can be cultivated regardless of how much or how little you own. In fact, without a feeling of contentment, you'll never learn to enjoy the simple life. So let's talk about how to have and maintain a feeling of contentment. Number one, To have a feeling of contentment, don't compare yourself with others. The first thing I had to learn when my friends were buying houses was that their lives were not my life. They had different goals and circumstances than my husband and I had. We could not compare ourselves with them just because we had all been married in the same year. If you wanna cultivate a feeling of contentment, you're gonna have to stop comparing yourself to the proverbial Joneses. You can't compare your life and goals to others. 
Don't compare yourself to your friends or your parents' expectations or your neighbors or the idea of the American dream. Your life is unique and beautiful in its own way. Number two, cultivate a feeling of contentment by disconnecting money and self-worth. I clean houses for work. I feel like Cinderella. I may look like a mousy little girl mopping floors, but when I leave, I'm a princess. Why do I say that? Because my self-worth is not tied to the job I have or the money I earn. What is my self-worth tied to? It's tied to my goals and where I am in achieving them. I measure my self-worth by the love I receive from others and the way I help them. And most of all, I tie my self-worth to the fact that I live with integrity to my beliefs and values. Benjamin Franklin said, quote, contentment makes poor men rich. Discontentment makes rich men poor, end quote. If you wanna have a feeling of contentment with the simple life, then you'll need to disconnect your self-worth from the money you earn, the house you live in, the clothes you wear, or what other people think of you. Instead, value yourself based on a solid set of internal values. Number three, love people instead of things. Jesus, Mother Teresa, and Gandhi became examples to the world because they loved people more than things. In fact, all of them had very little in the way of material possessions. But what they did possess was a far greater value, contentment and inner joy. If you want a feeling of contentment and joy, nothing will bring it to you more quickly than doing good for others. When you love people and look for ways to help them and care for them, you'll have the inner joy that comes from giving. When I was feeling discontented, I had more game nights in our apartment and threw myself into my volunteer work. Soon I was too busy and happy to feel jealous. When you focus on the people in your life, you're building a real and meaningful life that a big fancy house or a sports car will never bring you. Think about it. At the end of your life, on your headstone, will it say, loving mother, devoted sister, caring daughter? Or will it say, her shoes were always super cute? And what if the people around you don't foster a feeling of contentment? Well, I know you love your friends and family. That's what I want you to focus on. But what if your family and friends do not help you foster a feeling of contentment? What if they like to talk about their latest purchases and flash their fancy stuff in your face all the time? Maybe they tell you you should buy a big house or a nicer car. First of all, you can't blame them. As a minimalist, you're living a countercultural lifestyle. It's not their fault you like to sit in the grass and sing about flowers all day, because that's what they think. The norm of our culture is consumerism, and that's where your family and friends are used to living, so don't get mad at them for making you jealous. What you can do to cultivate contentment while you're among friends and family is change the conversation. Eleanor Roosevelt said, quote, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people, end quote. When you're with your family and friends, help everyone have a great mind. Discuss ideas, ask deeper questions, take a true interest in how they're doing and feeling. Talk about goals and big picture ideas. Take the conversation away from the mundane consumption of goods and towards big ideas and true connection. Number four, hear that on tomorrow's episode.
You just listen to part one of the post titled Finding the Feeling of Contentment with a Simple Life by Jesslyn Jones with hellobrownlow.com and I'll be right back with my commentary. Thank you to Jesslyn. She's a guest writer on Hello Brownlow and actually has her own blog. So if you enjoyed this one, you can visit her site at doablesimplicity.com. This one had me reflecting on different times in my life, living in different situations. I've lived both alone and with people and in both apartments and houses. And one thing that I think I've done pretty well with was not tying that living space to my happiness. I've been completely content in both situations at times, even if friends or other people I knew had better. Same with my car. I'm still driving my 2012 Prius with over 100,000 miles on it, despite being in Southern California where it seems like half the cars are quote-unquote nicer than mine. That's something I'm grateful for. I tend to not care when I see nicer things, and it might not even be nicer after all. But for some, this doesn't come easy. And if that's you, that's totally okay. It's really common. Tomorrow we can talk about more practical ideas about how to actually not have these jealous feelings since it's easier said than done. So with that, stick around for tomorrow's show. Thank you for being here and listening every day. And I'll see you tomorrow for part two where your optimal life awaits.